Batgirl was wearing a bra. She would be wearing a sports bra fighting crime under her costume. She would not have been wearing that pink bra under her, her costume. She needs more support. Yes. And that's literally a, a criticism that... The like people, a racer back. Something, she, yeah. yeah. But then again, we're talking about characters who fight crime in heels. That's true. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. been avoiding fast food on Carcon Carne. The idea being I wanted to go to original, independently owned dives. Uh, you got to make an exception when a monumental pop culture event hits like what has hit recently. Burger, Burger King has unveiled the Waparito and uh, to enjoy the Waparito with me this week is Patrick Brower. Patrick is the co-owner of Challengers Comics on Western Avenue in Chicago. He is also the co-host of Contest of Challengers, the fantastic behind-the-scenes podcast of running a comic shop in Chicago, as heard in many places, including the venerable Yak Channel Podcast Network. Patrick Brower, you're taking a bullet with me this week. James, it is my pleasure. I can't tell you how excited I am for this. And in fact, when they announced the Waparator, before I'd even talked to you about it, I immediately said, oh, I'm getting that the week that it comes out. And I'd planned it for Wednesday lunch. That's the collector in you. you got to get something when it comes out. This is like issue number one. Right? But I I waited. I waited a couple days. You know, we didn't get it immediately. But yes, I'm I'm very, very excited. It's curious to me that the articles that I've read about this have said that this is Burger King going after Chipotle when I don't think they're in the same category at all. I think this is, if anything, Burger King going after Taco Bell. This is Burger King going after drunk people. This is Burger King going after stoners. Sure. This is Burger... And and us. And us. I am a sucker for dumb things like this. Um, My son, a couple weeks ago, we went to a movie. He said, Dad, we've got to go to Taco Bell. They've got the triple-double crunch wrap in a box. It's a $5 deal. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) I I am first one in the pool for dumb things like this. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to be your co-pilot for this Excursion and, and no joke. Earlier today, I just uh, with my lunch, I had Swedish fish Oreos. How were those? They taste like Swedish fish. So basically, wrong. It just it, it's not sure. okay. And I'm, I'm an yeah. Oreo enthusiast. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk to you about your podcast. I want to talk to you about your store. I want to talk to you about your medical condition. But I want to do that after we eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will do. All right, so we've got these Waparitos. Uh, the great thing about recording Carcon Carne at a fast food place, the wait doesn't exist. Yeah, we we order, we have our food already. And we watch the artisan bakers and uh, chefs behind the counter. Crafts people, I would call them. Yeah, and we watch them prepare the Waparitos for us. Yes, I was happy to see that these were not just pulled off of a heated tray in the background when we ordered them. They started to make them. These are fresh. These are fresh Waparitos. They- they are. I believe the tortillas were stone ground mere moments before we got here. I'm sure they were. Uh, and I should mention, I always mention where we are. We're at a Burger King at, uh, I think it's 3157 Milwaukee over by Belmont. Yeah. Uh, right across Pulaski, from, right? What's the place across the streets? The Concord? I, I can't look at you. I don't know. Am I hideous? No, the Copernicus. No. The Copernicus. Yeah, the Concord is is way up by Challengers. That's right. That's right. Copernicus. They, and a pretty great concert venue, for the record. Uh, they're doing some some good booking there. They're doing some good metal, which is hard to find lately, locally in Chicago. 
Speaking of which, one year ago tonight, I went to see Toto and Yes. Oh, wow. Um, and it was one day after that, one year ago tomorrow, that I pledged my life to death metal after having to sit through <laughs> Toto. I love Toto. Oh, dude. I've you, never seen them live. They played for 90 minutes. Ooh, as an opener? So, yeah, that's a lot of Toto. That sounds like a co-headlining type of... Uh, that Very much. Toto is a three-song band. Yeah. 90 yeah. minutes. I, I, I was praying for the sweet release of death. Mm. Reminiscing, right? That was theirs? No, no that was Little, Little River Band. Yeah, Little River. Toto. Sorry. Hold the line. Africa. Rosanna. Rosanna. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, the fries aren't so much, actually. They're not very salty. Well, uh, Burger King... You're a saltier couple years than ago, the fries. Cha- oh, thank you. A couple years ago, they changed their ingredient to, like, double fried and peanut oil. Uh-huh. And it didn't work well for a lot of people. As a matter of fact, it was uh, uh, the guy that did Wallace and Gromit. Um... He, Nick, I can't remember his last name, he did their big uh, commercial, Maybe I think this is like 20 years ago now, where they introduced the new fries, and no one liked them. So they've slowly transitioned back. What What is your favorite fast food fry? I think Wendy's kicks ass. Uh, Wendy's is my answer as well. Wendy's is awesome. And I also, it's not really fast food. I guess it's more of a quick service, but uh, Five Guys has awesome fries too. I don't think I've ever been to a Five Guys. Five Guys, oh my God, the burgers are so good. Last time I went to Five Guys was before it was before a concert. Def Leppard. Maybe? Oh man, I would be worried about doing something like that before a show. After, no problem. But before, just having that—I don't know what you had—but just having that sit yeah. in your stomach. Oh, and for have a two you know, plus hours rock show. You'll be very proud of me. We're recording this. I don't know where you're going to put that. Um, we're recording this on the 16th of August. This weekend, for the first time in my life. I've never done this before. Ooh, okay. I, I, you know, I've been wrong to not do this. It's taken me until now to do it. I'm finally seeing Kiss. Whoa, fantastic. Where at? The Rockford BMO Harris. Nice. Never seen him. I know you are about as hardcore a Kiss fan as anyone I'll ever meet. Well, I will tell you that I have never seen this lineup. I've never seen the Tommy Thayer iteration of Kiss perform. And I thought about taking my nephew, who just turned 14. I'm taking my son, who is 14. Excellent. But we wound up not doing it. Right. It's really expensive. It is. But he just started high school this week, and I thought he needed a little... He started high school already? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And he's taking all honors classes in one AP class. Holy so, cats! <laughs> so he is slightly overwhelmed by everything, like just the of newness course. of everything, and just the classes and the demands. So... Uh, Right before I came here, it's a Tuesday night, he said, I'm caught up on my homework. I finally have time to catch my breath. I'm watching last night's Raw. And he disappeared into the basement. <laughs> he, he, like, he hit that point where he's been through a lot, and he has earned... Some wrestling. Some pro yep. wrestling. Which, and I know you're a wrestling fan, too. I, I, I don't watch WWE that much. I mean, I'm aware of what's going on. The, uh, I think he's the Intercontinental Champion, or maybe the United States Champion. This guy, Yusef? Rusev with an R. Okay, he's the worst. Rusev. He is the worst. How does how does someone like that get pushed by WWE? He's been being pushed for a year and a half now. That guy is the absolute yeah. worst. Uh, and he got married. Yeah, he did. In real life, he got married. And that's his actual wife. Really? Yep. Okay. We we both unwrapped. And I, yeah, I'd recommend keeping the We're, wrapper. Yes, at the bottom. I expect it to be very messy. I can only imagine people who walk by and look in how suggestively we have these half unwrapped Whopperitos. You know, they're much thinner than an average taco joint burrito would be Although th- but that's this probably is for the br- best this is a pretty dense yeah no there's some weight to it 
All right, so it's going to be weird. Let's let's both try this. I think okay. it's probably just going to taste like a Whopper in a tortilla. You got to take a deep bite to get past the the folded ends. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a kick to that sauce. Do you feel that? I mean, yes. taste that. I don't mind it at all. Mm -mm. Yeah, there's like a jalapeno yeah. kick in there. There's a little bit of a burn. That is unexpected. It does not have the... Uh, it's got a slight Whopper taste. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. First spill of the night. James, that's why I'm wearing a bib. Uh-huh. I um, wore a vest that I could get messed up knowing what we're eating. This I is definitely... In. I didn't expect any heat. I'm getting heat. Yeah. Not a lot, but some. So that alone... Is making it less whopperish, and making it a true whopperito. Definitely. Oh, this isn't bad. I mean, it's, no. ground, it's ground beef in a burrito. Yeah, and it's got lettuce and tomatoes and uh, the the still the thick whopper pickles. There, is there any cheese in here? That's a good question. Oh, there's a cheese sauce. Okay. I know this because I saw the commercial. I didn't actually watch them put it on. I don't think I've tasted any yet. Well, me neither. But I think I, I think there's here. Look, I think that's some of it. Mm down the side of mine if we really have a grudge against ourselves we can go to taco bell afterward it's right <laughs> next door it literally is they're connected mm -hmm. uh and patrick you asked the woman behind the counter have you tried the waparito yet no will you no i mean just not even nope not even playing the game not even i don't know when a really good comic comes out and i think that it's something that a lot of customers would want i make sure all the employees have read it mm-hmm I wonder if they have special ground beef or if they just take Whopper patties and grind them up. I can't imagine they do anything special for this. And yet? I mean, aside from having to get the uh, the tortillas, you really don't want... They, they don't. I'm sure they don't want to have to have a whole new station just to make something like this. Exactly. Now, I, I contend, you know, McDonald's and Burger King are forever... Locked in battle. Yes. It's like Superman and Lex Luthor. I'm going to keep making comic book references only because you're here. I don't believe it's only because I'm here, but okay. Mm. But since you're here, I should be a little less obvious, a little less mainstream. <laughs> it's like Doctor Strange and Dormammu. Um, like it. Mm -hmm. I've always felt the Whopper was the superior burger opposed to the Quarter Pounder, Big Mac, etc. Agreed, and I will forever prefer grilling over frying. Mm-hmm. I was mentioning inside the Burger King that I was a big fan of last year's, whatever they called it, Black Bun Whopper. Uh-huh. Not just for the novelty of the Black Bun, but because they baked A1 into the bun, and a Whopper with A1 is way better than a Whopper with just mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. And a Black Bun is way more metal. Absolutely. Than your traditional bun. But I never did the Angry Whopper, the red bun mm -hmm. with the, um, the hot sauce. The one thing I haven't tried... The chicken fries. Mm. The the poster they have for it. The chicken looks so sad. I tried them; they're not very good. There's way too much breading and not nearly enough chicken. I did it once for the novelty. Is the kind heat, of like this? Is the heat adding up for you? It kind of is for me. Maybe a little bit. Um, kind of. I guess the when you're not eating, it's more there. Mm -hmm. But when you're chewing, you don't feel it. This, you know, for a fast food item, 
this is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not something you want to eat as you're driving. No, definitely not. I'm having a hard enough time eating as we're stationary. Yeah, literally as we're getting deeper, it's getting messier. Uh huh. There's more food right up to the the, the rim. It's very it's very well packed. It is it is. It's dense, as you said. It's dense. Yes. Yes. All right. So as we move through this, you've been doing your podcast, Contest of Challengers, for eight years, seven full years, but that's like nine nine separate years it's been part of. Mm Mm-hmm. 2009 through today. Now, at the time you started it, pretty unique. I mean, not a lot of retail places thought of a podcast as a, a logical brand extension. I think that's the case. Uh, for us, it was an added value. Like, we, we were tr- always trying to think of things to give people a challenger's experience when they're not necessarily in the store. Meaning what? Meaning keeping us on their minds, but giving things that remind them of challengers or giving them product not that they're not that they're buying but giving them entertainment giving them Mm -hmm. uh, value while they're not at the store and that's taken the form of uh, our our weekly sketch blog called challengers assemble where we pick a different theme i like that each week thank you Uh, it was actually a customer who suggested it and we we've been doing that for several years now we're up to uh number 234 I think and uh, on a whim my nephew Parker four years ago I asked him if he wanted to start doing video reviews for the store <laughs> specifically for sidekicks when we had the, for the younger readers mm-hmm. room we have and he was nine when that started That's he's amazing. still doing it uh, he's only ever missed one week that's amazing so he's at episode I don't know 200 and uh 10, 210 was this week, I think. That One of the things that we have a hard time doing is knowing when to stop something. Mm-hmm. There have been some lean weeks with the art blog where there's maybe two contributions. And then whenever I think about, well, maybe it's time to wrap this up. Then the next week I'll have five people who have never been before say, hey, I want to do it this week. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we'll, as long as people are interested in doing it, we'll keep doing it. I'm not getting any cheese in this. I think you're right. I've torn through this whole thing. I'm getting no cheese. And really no pickles. Oh my God, you're done. I eat really... I eat quickly in general. I eat really... Your trick is to make me talk. Right. Well, I, I eat really quick when I do carcon carne because I know I have to keep talking. Okay. So the sooner I finish the meal... The more talking. The more focused I can be on actually initiating conversation. One of the things I like best about your podcast is that you can eat and talk the few times that... We recorded a contest of challengers and either had a snack or if I was running late and I am I have a bowl of Thai food or something in front of me, we always get a comp, uh, comments from people saying, don't eat while you're recording. Mm. It's repulsive. And I know that. It's so funny. You know, here's a garbage uh, bag. Pickle. Oh, there you pickle. go. Uh, I finished recording the TV pilot mm-hmm. for Carcon Carne. And I went in and I watched the rough of it. And I'm looking at this in high definition. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I think look, I know where this is going. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sitting there in my car next to Scott Lucas from Local H. I'm wearing a black T-shirt, not unlike what I'm wearing right now. And there are crumbs all over my chest. We're, we're eating at Burger Belly. And as I'm talking to Scott, conducting an interview, talking to him about his band, there's me with just a shelf of crumbs resting on my belly in glorious high def. 
I think the best part about that is that people will look at that and say, it's not just me. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah, I brought it up to the, the guys who shot it at the, the TV station, and they said, well, no, you're the everyman. That, 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 you should be the guy spilling on his shirt. Did you bring it up into a, hey, good looking out. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Hey, it just It's one of those things. Let the crumbs fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And it, I, re, I learned a while ago just to let it happen. I, I can never look the way I want to look on television unless I lose like 75 pounds. No one does. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be what it's going to be. I feel bad. I think I keep adjusting my napkin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to come through in the microphone because it's right at the microphone. I've got headphones on. doesn't sound that bad. Okay. I'm monitoring the whole thing. Good for you. You're a professional, James. So, all right. So you've been doing the podcast and it's an expression of challengers. It sounds, you've never been a broadcaster. No. You have a very natural, I guess this is why your store is successful, you're a very inviting, gregarious person, but you have a very natural knack of keeping the conversation going. It's because I never shut up, usually. I think that's but, part of it. But you're good with the segues, you're good with with flow, and, and W. Dell Bush, your co-host and co-owner, is as well. It's just, it's, it's interesting. You guys decided right. to do it and you took to it really well. I think it's because we both have a lifetime of retail behind us, and the majority of retail is talking to people. Right. We see, at Challengers, we see the same people every single week over and over. We see people way more often than we see relatives and friends and people that we want to see. For so sure. So the, they become uh, extensions of your family, really. I mean, obviously there's different levels of familiarity you have with people, but... I equate being a comic book retailer to being a bartender because you see the same people all the time and you get to know their life stories. And they don't necessarily know, get to know yours, but And you still. can make recommendations like, yeah. oh, hey, you had that drink. You might like this rum drink. But right. with you, it's, hey, you like that Brian K. Vaughn book. Perhaps you'll like this book. Yep. So I think I should, okay, I got like a quarter of it left, not like a half. You're Man, making, I'm, I'm you're making, getting there. You're making progress. As what do you as think? The, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. What do you think this would? What would you add to this as a, a um, barbecue connoisseur yourself? Well, the cheese would help. Um, I think less meat. I think there's almost too much. That's a good call. Because I'm not getting enough. The pickles might add a little bit of nice crunch to that. There are there are pickles for sure, but they're very few. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine for fast food. Mm-hmm. It's not you know. Scandalous or crazy. It's just, you know, it's, it's a whopper in a tortilla. All right. So, now, as far as the decision to really be almost transparent with the way you guys run your business, with, you know, everything from orders to customers, is that part of the challengers? I don't know. Yeah. We don't have, we have nothing to hide. We both worked for different stores in the past, and so many stores, like if somebody comes in and at a different store and says, hey, I'm looking for this book. And a retailer would say, oh, Diamond shorted us. And Diamond is the distributor for comics in the comic book industry. You have to get your mainstream comic books from Diamond. That's who you get them from. You have no other choices. And it's true, Diamond makes mistakes and a lot of mistakes, but not all the mistakes. And we we were we used to work for a place that would just say, just blame Diamond. like, But we didn't order it. Like, yeah, just blame Diamond. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Like we will blame Diamond when it is Diamond's fault. But we will tell you it is when it, it's our fault when it's our fault. I, I, it's not like we made a conscious decision to say 
we're, we're always going to be upfront and tell the truth, but that's just the kind of people we are, so that's what we do. And that's we, what makes the podcast interesting, and that's, you know, for people who haven't heard the show, I explain, yeah, they talk about comics, but really, it the, the machinations of how a small retailer operates, I, I think it, it's fascinating. I think everyone is interested, whether it's a show like yours or any kind of biographical reality sort of thing. People like to see how things are made and how things happen. I love how I know how things are made. I love um, behind the scenes. That's why, just why I was quizzing the girl behind the counter, mm-hmm. just to see what the reaction to this thing has been. Because I'm interested in that in every facet of things I can consume. Mm-hmm. And by that, I don't mean just eating. I mean buying, watching, listening to. Are DC and Marvel? We'll talk a little comic comic stuff here. Are, are they just both off the rails completely at this point? Well, DC just restarted everything. Uh, they rebirthed themselves. But it seems where, like they made things even more confusing somehow. Um, I, I think that uh, DC Rebirth is doing very well for us. And books that we were selling like seven to nine copies of, we're now selling like 30 to 40 copies of. And that is a crazy huge difference, which we will absolutely take. And what they're doing is they said, hey, we're putting out too many books... But people will always buy Batman. People will always buy Superman. So we're going to double the frequency of those titles. And it's working because the people that were buying Batman are now, now buying two Batmans a month mm-hmm. and two Supermans a month and two Detectives. And well, two they, they brought the price point down too, didn't they? They did. They dropped the price to two ninety nine, which I can't tell you how many times in the last couple of weeks I've rung somebody up and looked at the register and said, is that it? <laughs> Normally, that you, the opposite used to happen. I ring someone up and I'm like, oh, man, i got to redo this because I must have overcharged them on something. <laughs> no, that's just prices are so high. Marvel will routinely charge four, five, ten dollars for single issues, and people don't blink. But now that DC's prices are all two ninety nine, I do a double take and think that I missed something, sure. which is actually pretty great. But the rebooted universe or the whatever they're doing, just me trying to like look at it from afar. It sounds very convoluted because well, they're taking elements from a bunch of different what, things. They've what done. they're doing is. Um, Back in 2011, they restarted their whole universe. It was called the New 52, and they started everything as if it was happening now. No no real history to things, except they acknowledged that Batman had been around for five years. What DC Rebirth is doing is saying, hey, you guys had ten years of activity before that. Somebody took all that away from you. Some big bad that's on the horizon we'll get to in a couple of years caused the new 52 to happen and now this is characters remembering the things that they'd done for the in their timeline 10 years before the new 52 as well so is that everything that happened in yes. comic book okay yes i so still basically, find this very confusing it, it, it's it's less confusing because they're bringing back all the continuity they got rid of which is good yeah absolutely it's good and that's why people are trying again so like legacy characters people we haven't seen for a while yes uh, that it's funny you should say it that way because it was Kid Flash that was the impetus to this whole thing because he didn't exist in the New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. and the rebirth was him coming back through the Speed Force. I know this sounds so weird to lay people, <laughs> but it was him trying to reestablish a foothold in our world. And as he would visit different people in a ghostly form as part of like lightning and energy, it was finally Barry Allen, the Flash. Who's like, wait, you're Wally, I know you. And that pulled him into reality. All right, now Marvel, 
Wait, James, there's one there's one major thing that I don't know if you're aware of, and I don't know if we've talked about or not, but I, I did say that there was a big bad who's responsible for all of this, and we're going to get to that down the line. Mm-hmm. It's Dr. Manhattan. From The Watchmen. Yes. Seminal comics work. Yes. People who don't read comic books have read The Watchmen, probably seen the movie. Um, that's interesting. It's the first time The Watchmen have been integrated yes. into DC because... And as villains, it seems. The creator of Watchmen... Well, I don't know if we can say his name. We can. It's Alan Moore. But he doesn't let his name be connected with those things anymore. Uh, in fact, Marvel is redoing is reprinting all of his Miracle Man work. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, they just name the artists. Or the, the writing credit is written by the original creator. Really? He doesn't want his name attached to any of these things anymore. Um, especially The Killing Joke, the new animated film that came out recently. I don't know if you uh, talked about that at all or heard about that. I, I saw it. I, I saw oh. the opening, like the Fathom event. I took oh. my 14-year-old oh. boy oh. and I explained. Oh, yes, I do remember. <laughs> I, rem- I specifically remember a post you had about when one cartoon when, when superhero one, loves a, Really <laughs> likes another cartoon superhero. What, what happens next? I mean, there was a full-on ass grab uh, yeah. at Batgirl. Yeah. And she ripped open her, her bat... Box. Yeah, so she takes off her mask and her cape on a, on the top of a building and then takes her shirt off. And I've gotten this complaint from several uh, women who've seen the movie. Batgirl was wearing a bra. She would be wearing a sports bra fighting crime under her costume. She would not have been wearing that pink bra under her, her costume. She needs more support. Yes. And that's literally a, a criticism that... The like people, a racer back. Something, she, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent point. Yeah, and not one that I, that I would have come up with. But then again, we're talking about characters who fight crime in heels. That's true. So practicality. Look at the heels Harley Quinn had in that movie. Oh, my God. They were like five-inch heels. A lot of ass cheek in that movie. Yeah, I think the, the they must have hired uh, little people for the camera for her because that's as high as it ever got was to her butt. Uh-huh. Little people's right. I can say that, right? No, no, I don't think that's right at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's. I don't know. I, this is height challenge. What kind of social justice violation are we committing here? Um, I apologize. I, I was trying to say to pick the right term. I you you gave it a good shot. I don't know if little people's okay. Okay. What's hornswoggle? Oh well, he he's a leprechaun. <laughs> so I mean, you're not gonna not gonna call people leprechauns. <laughs> Unless they're really lucky. By the way, now that he's out of WWE, his new wrestling name is just Swoggle. I thought for sure, scheduling this Carcon Carne, um, you'd be beyond this issue. Uh, you got a stone. I got a kidney stone, which super common. People get them all the time. I believe a stat I was told was 80 million Americans go to the emergency room a year with kidney stones, and I never had one before. Woke up at four in the morning one Saturday with what felt like somebody just squeezing my insides. Should I be less descriptive for you, no, James? that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so I, I uh, first I'm like, all right, let's see if I can, whatever this is, because I woke up with it. I'm like, see if I can sleep it off, and I couldn't. So I go to the emergency room, and emergency rooms are, you know, for emergencies and um, very expensive when you go, regardless of insurance or not. And long story short, I was diagnosed with a kidney stone, a five millimeter stone that was right at the top of my ureter coming out of the kidney. Mm-hmm. And five millimeter isn't 
huge. Uh, it's not tiny, but it's not huge. And between five and six is the point where they say, millimeters is the point where they say, you can still pass it. Anything beyond that, you need to have some sort of medical intervention. Okay. So uh, they gave me uh, morphine in the hospital, which was amazing. I'd never had it before. <laughs> and it was wonderful. Everything stopped hurting. I was able to go able to go to work the rest of the day. And they gave me some medicine that would uh, open up um, <clears throat> blood vessels and things to make uh, urination a lot more powerful to, <clears throat> pardon me, move the stone through the system. Okay. Because for those who don't know, and really who doesn't know, but for those who don't know, to get rid of the kidney stone, you got to pee it out. You got to pee it out. But it's got to go from the kidney down the ureter into the bladder and then out through the urethra. Mm-hmm. Now, once you have a kidney stone, you wind up hearing about everybody else's kidney stones of people that you know. <laughs> and a lot of people that I know have had kidney stones. And most people admit that it's the worst pain they've ever felt. And it was the worst two or three days they ever had. And there it is. <clears throat> the worst two or three days. When, yeah. did you, when mm-hmm. were you diagnosed? Uh, I was diagnosed, uh, well, when did, when did Killing Joe come on? It was uh, uh, the last... Saturday in July? No. Oh, no, it was earlier than that. It had to have been earlier than that. Yeah, it was definitely earlier than that. It was uh, three and a half weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> three and so half every, weeks. every morning you're waking up thinking, this is the day. This is the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people say that once the stone comes out, the pain immediately goes away. Because the pain you're feeling is because that kidney stone is blocking your ureter. So all the liquid that goes through the kidney can't. And it just backs up, so the kidney swells up because all this this liquid and everything that you're passing through your system has nowhere to go. It's like straining chicken stock. Yeah, sure. But, you know, luckily you have a second kidney, so when you're, when you're um, eliminating your waste, it splits and goes half and half. So... Uh, I can only my, my dad only has one kidney. I only imagine what would, this would happen to him. Like mm-hmm. he'd be in serious danger because nothing be getting through. Right. And the ER docs like here's two days worth of painkillers and two days worth of uh, Flomax. You know, good Flo- luck. Flomax is the the big P. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, good luck. Well, it, it didn't it didn't go away, and mm-hmm. it didn't come out, and. Then I start researching things and, you know, never look on the internet. Dear God, don't but, you know better? But no, it's actually, it's better because all you see are the worst case scenarios and you're like, mine will never be that. <laughs> um, I and got then, this. then I found from the size and location of where my stone was, the average time to pass it was 22 days. And I thought, good God, I can't go through this for 22 days. It's a little days. different from the two days you were quoted. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's, an, he's an ER doc. He's not a. Um, uh, phlebotomist. So if this was Amazon Prime, doctor. you'd be really yeah, pissed. Right, right. I, want, I want a two-day <laughs> delivery, and you're taking like a month. This is. Right. I, I didn't really. I'm not going first class on this. What I want, <laughs> I want expedited overnight shipping. <laughs> All right. So so you see the 22 days, and I think no, there's no way it, it can't be. It, but that's the average. So what does an average mean? Could be less. Could be more. So after the first couple days, I thought, you know what? I, I'm gonna. I can't just do this, and so I start looking at um, other remedies. And uh, holistic people say eat a ton of watermelon, 
Like, if you can, just for one day, eat nothing but watermelon. What does that do? It breaks it up because of whatever the whatever in watermelon, all the acid and the things in it specifically. Even if you eat, not the rind, but the white part and the seeds, it'll now, help wait, break it up. A, wouldn't an actual doctor go that direction? Here is something to break it up so it can disintegrate and you don't sure, even feel but, a thing. But keep in mind, I talked to an ER doctor who's not necessarily a specialist at this. Mm-hmm. However, one of the things that made me um, happy with my, my general practitioner is that later that day I got an email from her saying, hey, I saw that you were at the ER and I saw that you had a, a you know, a five millimeter kidney stone. You know, uh, I agree with what he had said, just, you know, wait it out. And then I made an appointment with um, my urologist. And the whole time you're still running the store. Uh, to be fair, I took two days off. Okay. I, I was diagnosed on a, a Saturday. Uh, Dow had to open that Saturday, but I came in and closed. And then I have Sundays and Mondays off, but I took off that Tuesday and Wednesday. Good. Okay. So I was I was off for two days, and uh, it was a, a horrible time for Dal for me not to be there because we were in the process of switching over to a new point of sale system, and which was mentioned in a previous contest of challenges. Yes, yes, it was, and we wound up ultimately not going with it. But one of the things they wanted you to do was to the pull uh, the club pull system. We have subscribers at our store, people that sign up for specific titles, and as they come out. We put them aside for people. Mm-hmm. And the way we pull it is that each week when we have an invoice, it breaks down how many people get Batman, how many people get Amazing Spider-Man, and then it's broken down alphabetically after that. So then you go to, like James Van Ozzel, it'll say, here's the four books James gets this week. So we pull those four books and put them aside for you. Mm-hmm. This program that we were using only did it by title and wouldn't let you move forward until you did that title. So it would say, all right, here's the 28 people that need Amazing Spider-Man. Then, all right, here's the 70 people that need X-Men, or here's the 112 people that need Saga. But you had to do it. So you go, you could be going to one person's folder 20 separate times. Oh, that's and, annoying. Yeah, like he was at work until 10 o'clock that night just trying to sort this out, and that was, it would have been a lot faster if I was there to help him. But anyway, we wound up not using that program, so that was just <laughs> those two days I was gone. Were of course. too horrible. We'd we'd scheduled this um, a month in advance, you know, not knowing this is going to happen. Of course. And every day I'm like, hey, what if I'm I'm not here for? And I would say, D- you'll be back. Don't worry, you'll be, it'll be fine. You'll 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 be past it by then. Uh, and I took a lot of um, like GNC type of store, mm-hmm. non FDA approved pills called Stonebreaker. They're like five. Giant Stone horse breaker. pills you take a day. Aren't they playing at JJ Kelly's in uh, Lansing? They they are at Shark City, I believe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, JJ Kelly's. What a great. Looks long gone, man. <laughs> long gone, JJ Kelly's. I made that drive a bunch of times. Me too. And then this same uh, a, a chemical that you drop into water and drink, and it tasted like crap, and you you got to drink that like four times a day. So you're thinking this will do it? Yeah, and. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the, there was then there was a point where I don't know if you've ever had a bladder infection. They're excruciatingly painful and it burns like demons when you urinate. And when you're trying to pass a kidney stone, you're drinking a whole bunch extra fluid during the day. You know, mm-hmm. they recommend you drink eight glasses of water a day. Well, I was up to twelve a day with this, so I'm peeing all the time, and it just killed. And then when I wasn't burning it was throbbing and it was hell but on the plus side that's what it feels like as the kidney stone lowers or gets into your bladder so i've been told so i thought 
okay, at least it's there. Oh, one of the well, things I also never mentioned in this is that I had to strain my urine every time I peed just in case it came out. Cause like you had to go into the pantry, grab a strainer? Uh, and- they, they, the ER gave me a strainer that I have uh, with a very thin, fibrous um, straining part. So to, this to is left. like panning for gold? Yes, because it's not just enough to pass the stone. You need to turn it in so they could figure out what kind and what it's <laughs> made you, of. Do you redeem it for a prize? Yeah. <laughs> The prize is no pain. So they could figure out why you got it in the first place. And then, get this, the, for a full day after you pass it, you have to collect all of your urine in a jar and keep it in your fridge so <laughs> like they can test it and find out more things about it or whatever. Which is great when you have a roommate. I, I never, Yeah, right? I don't have any jars to put urine in. <laughs> you have, you have, I, seal it. I imagine I'd want it sealed so it don't knock it over or anything. Or I'm not going to... Oh, here's a picture we're not using. Well, we'll never use it again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but none of that uh, that that didn't that didn't happen. After three days, the burning went away. There's a great product uh, over the counter called Azo, which is for UTIs or for for um, bladder infection, and it basically it's Advil for your bladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the side effect they should call it Bladville. They they should call it Bladville. Lost opportunity right there. Uh, it turns your urine a very dark orange for like three days. So you're like, what happened? Oh, no, it's okay. It's just it's the medicine. It's fine. Uh, and so that it helps numb everything down there. But, yeah, so the burning went away. And the the uh, I actually, my, my GP had sent me for a kidney ultrasound just last Thursday. And I've never had an ultrasound before. And you see them on uh, movies and TV all the time where they have the gel and they put on mm-hmm. it and they're like, oh, look, it's a boy or whatever. Right. What they don't tell you is they dig that sucker into you uh-huh. and it is so uncomfortable. And it, it was a half an hour procedure and the whole time I'm just gritting my teeth and like death gripped on the side of the, the uh, bed that I was on in the hospital. Just like, oh, come on, come on, come on. It's not that it's an excruciating procedure. It's a very uncomfortable procedure, mm. and it's just digging and moving. And then I guess the guy that was doing it was a trainee, so oh, uh, his boss went like, well, let me take a look and see as well. It's like, I have to go through this whole thing again. But my kidneys came back, normal functions, uh, no visible stones, although it's questionable whether ultrasounds can see the stones or not, uh, and uh, no, no swelling, which was a major concern because of uh, all the pain um basically your muscles freak out because the kidney is swelling up mm-hmm. and fighting against it. the muscles are like no stay in there like like trying to push it back together man so that's where we're at i've learned a lot about kidneys and their function have. and uh my urologist who this whole time i've seen for maybe five minutes total i'll go in he's like yeah, you seem fine come back in a week and then, well, come back if there's, like, serious pain. Oh Never God. looking at charts or the CT scan from the beginning or just... Uh, but the uh, the urologist is from below the kidney. It's it's a phlebotomist. That's the kidney and above and, you know, the GP that handles everything else. So uh, I felt like I was being very well looked at for half the time. So in the meantime, you're just waiting for this thing to pass... Hoping it's not too excruciating. Yeah. And you've got a jar of pee in your fridge. Well, I don't have that jar yet because I haven't passed it. But that'll be something to look forward to if it passes. And it's possible those those holistic remedies could have helped dissolve it. And, and there have been many documented instances where people who had kidney stones 
they just go away. Like, okay, we, we haven't passed it. Let's do another CT scan. There's nothing there. And, of course, there's people that have been diagnosed with plenty of kidney stones that never passed them. Uh, Dow has, years ago, he was been x-rayed for something else. You're like, hey, by the way, you've got a bunch of kidney stones, but either they never separate from the kidney mm-hmm. and go anywhere or they just dissolve. Someone else on, online had described it like uh, the formation of rock candy. The way that is made, it can also be unmade. Rock candy can dissolve under the same circumstances which made it, so it is possible that the calcium in kidney stones can dissolve. And for the record, I have a... Wow, I think this is such a weird... <laughs> we're talking a lot about kidney stones. Uh, I know. I feel like I know exactly what caused this, because a lot of times, like, why do you have one? I don't know. It just showed up. I had some serious heartburn for like a couple of weeks just at night, mm-hmm. so I was throwing down uh, Tums like they were candy and I'd be doing like three or four at a time uh, maybe twice a night and your mouth was never never more chalky <laughs> that's, that's right but that's all oops sorry all the all that is calcium and that's a way way too much of a sure. calcium intake for a, a suddenly so that's my guess I don't know for sure I can tell you I have not had Tums since then so in the meantime every time you go to the bathroom you think this could be this could be a yep. life a life mm-hmm. event mm-hmm I bet you're over that. I, I, yeah, I am. I, for some reason, I just assume that it's never going to pass. That it'll just be, well, we don't know. It's just a mystery. Um, just your cross to it, bear. It did flare up a few hours ago tonight, and I, it's so much so that I went to pop some Advil. Which, by the way, they gave me um, hydrocodone at the hospital, and they—that's what they gave me two years ago when I had abdominal surgery. And it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not a fan of it, even though it's now reclassified as a, a dangerous, addictive drug. So I don't take it. I just use Advil, which is for me is a miracle cure for everything. And Advil was doing great. Uh, I started four at a time because my doctor said, you know, you can up it to four if you want. But I slowly weaned that back down to two because it's. I was literally on Advil for two weeks straight, mm-hmm. like 24 hours a day. Yeah. And also the Flomax makes me super dizzy, so... I quit that after two weeks. All right. Well, I hope this resolves itself. Thanks. Sooner than later. <laughs> I, I really, in my wildest dreams, I, I did not think. I, I honestly, I don't think there's going to be a set ending to this. I think it's just going to be, it kind of went away. So in comic book language, this is an ongoing series. You thought yes, it was going to be a one shot or a limited series, but it's an ongoing. <laughs> it's, it's an ongoing series. Yeah. It's just going <laughs> to. We're run. This is like action comics. We're, we're in the mid nine hundreds right now. That's, that's yeah. right. Oh, man. All right. So looking ahead, <coughs> excuse me, to what's coming up in the world of comics. What excites you when when someone comes in the store this fall? What do you think they're going to be excited to read and see? Well, Marvel has changed all of their books to seasonal format, and at in which I October, think is weird. It, I agree. It's super weird. Uh, they're doing it again this October. There's they have 34. Uh, wait, is it 30? How many was it? I don't know. A lot. Like 34 new titles debuting this fall, and a lot of them are titles that they're ending. And like it's number nine this month, or number ten this month, and next month it's number one. What? Why are you doing that? Basically, if a character is not selling for you rest it there was a time when there wasn't a thor book for like five years because they didn't have a good thor pitch so like all mm-hmm. right let people miss him then we can bring him back sure uh but marvel does have a lot of new number one starting um 
I, I read, uh, I was at the library where I do occasionally grab graphic novels because you'd be surprised by what your library actually has. Um, more more I, libraries do have great graphic novel sections. And I read the first collected edition of the Avengers group with Miss Marvel and Miles Morales, Spider-Man. All new, all different Avengers. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, everything you liked about that book is going to change. Perfect. Because those characters are quitting, and they're forming a new team called the Champions. Marvel okay. finally got the rights to the name Champions back, so it's going to be their teenage team, and it's Ms. Marvel, Miles Morales, Nova, uh, Viv, the Vision's daughter Viv, uh, Totally Awesome Hulk, and Cyclops. Okay. Young Cyclops, not old Cyclops because he's dead. He dead, James. This is also confusing. All right, yes. so looking ahead, I mean, we explained what Marvel's doing, but what are those books you think that are going to be? I forget. <laughs> There's so many coming out. Oh, uh, Unworthy Thor. That's going to be great. Uh, basically, Thor is currently a woman mm-hmm. because the man Thor, Thor Odinson, became unworthy to hold Mjolnir. And as you know, whoever is worthy to hold Mjolnir has the power of the mighty Thor. And that's well, the hammer. Yes. Yes, that is the hammer. So this is the story of the unworthy Thor, uh, what he's been doing. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's 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 Jason Aaron who's writing it, who's also writing the Mighty Thor book, and that's going to be spectacular. Um, what I'm hoping for is something that comes out of nowhere, like Vision. Vision was a book that was last season's, last fall's Marvel, one of Marvel's launches, and... Like, oh, great, they're doing a Vision comic because he was in the Avengers. They're doing a Scarlet Mm -hmm. Witch comic because she was in the Avengers movie. The Vision comic is the best comic on the stands right now. It is amazing. It is um, just a drama, a family drama. The Vision jettisons his emotions, not that he can't have anymore. He just got rid of all the ones he had. Builds himself a family, a wife and uh, twin kids. Moves to the suburbs of Washington gets a job at the White House, and this is just the drama of his family. And it is heavy, it is dark, it is amazing. It is a, a, a wonderful, wonderful series. It's hard to call it wonderful because it is it is a tragedy. It is far and away a tragedy. But I love it. I love it so cool. much. It's really good. It's, it's by uh, Tom King, who's a writer who is on fire now. He just took over Batman with the Batman Rebirth stuff. And he does, he's doing a, a great, I was going to say wonderful again, but he's doing a great book about... Um, it's called The Sheriff of Babylon, and it's basically the most realistic version of the Iraq War. Uh, and it is, it's full of intrigue and espionage and a ton of characters and twists and turns. And uh, it's so complex that I recommend people get it in trade format. And Sheriff of Babylon and Vision are both 12-issue series, so there's only there'll be two collections each, and it's done. It's not going on forever. Ongoing series uh, or long-form series with the same creators don't really exist in the comics industry so much anymore unless you're Brian K. Vaughn doing Saga or Paper Girls. For the most part, like, Chew is coming to an end at issue 60 and Revival is coming to an end. Nothing goes on that long anymore. And if it does, they frequently have creator changes, so it's refreshed and it's a new story arc. You don't get long-form stories anymore. So for, for someone who likes going to the superhero movies, who maybe has never set foot in Challengers or a comic shop in general, someone who saw Civil War or Batman v Superman or Deadpool or X-Men Apocalypse, any of these big movies with the big names, is there a title that you'd recommend for 
Someone who just has that kind of... Yeah, well, we would tailor it basically to <coughs> which which of those movies they saw, because if they saw Deadpool, we're not going to say, hey, you should read Justice League. You know, We're mm-hmm. not going to say, you like Civil War a lot? Well, you should read the Superman book. But definitely there are... If you come in saying, hey, I saw the Deadpool movie, what should I get? There's five or six Deadpool books we could recommend off the top of our heads that are perfect starting points for that character. Uh, if you like Civil War, there's a Civil War book. It's not specifically that story, but it's those characters on opposite sides of a major hot-button issue. So there's definitely parallels that can be drawn that you would like. Uh, for X-Men stuff, we would... Honestly, with the X-Men, there's so many great old stories we would take you to. There's no classic X-Men stories being told now. Nothing that'll stand It seems like, very confusing. Yeah. And, it seems and, like it's been that way for a while. Yep. But there's Dark Phoenix Saga. There's Days of Future Past. There's Extinction Agenda. There's Inferno. There's things that you can say, here are X-Men stories that stand the test of time. How about Spider-Man? Uh, which Spider-Man, James? Well, let's say I saw Civil War and I loved the, the version of Spider-Man I saw in that movie. Okay. Well, honestly, the version of that Spider-Man is more like along the lines of Miles Morales, who is the black Spider-Man who's out now because he's a teenager, he's in high school, he has these relationship problems. In the Marvel Universe, Peter Parker is now basically Tony Stark. He is the head of a multi-billion dollar corporation called Parker Industries with offices in every city around the world, and he's an inventor. So the down-to-earth, wisecracking, I'm going to beat up the vulture in the streets of New York, Spider-Man, is now Miles Morales, the younger version. Love it. I have a Spider-Man uh, Lego keychain, in fact. Uh, you know what? I saw that. I saw that when I got in the car. Yeah. He's faceless, though. Well, well, His face is rubbed it's off. rubbed off, sure. Over time. I do love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a great character, and he was so well done in Civil War. That Spider-Man movie is going to be exciting. I Well, yes. Is the Vulture the villain? Yes. Well, the Vulture is a villain. That concerns me. It's Michael Keaton, though. I know he it's was Michael Birdman. Keaton. He can play a bird <laughs> character. I, this was my problem. I mean, I had a lot of problems with the last two movies, but sure. they chose all the wrong villains. Right, but they don't want to do anybody they've done before because you've seen that. There and are two slam dunks. There's Craven. there's Mysterio. We don't know that they're not going to be in this. All we know so far is that Vulture is for sure, but you can't. Vulture can't be the main villain of this movie. No. Yeah, all we know is he's in it. All right, so Contest of Challengers, heard on yakchannel.com. Also, you have a dedicated page for the... ContestChallengers.com. Uh, your store is located? 1845 Northwestern, basically western of Milwaukee in the Bucktown neighborhood of Chicago. And you, you heard Patrick talk about comic recommendations. Challengers is the friendliest comic book shop you could ever hope to walk into. It is welcoming, no matter who you are. And you can Thank get, you, James. You, you can walk in there with no knowledge. All you need is an interest. And Patrick and Dal and, and everyone who works there... We'll steer you in the with, right direction. With just a, a couple of questions off of what you like, what kind of media you consume, we can point you towards something we think that you'll enjoy very much. It's, it's a totally great place. Uh, I do love your podcast. I love your company. Thank you. Um, Waparito? Uh, thumbs up. I'll do it again. <coughs> yeah, I'll do it again. Why not? I, sure. I I need a huge throat clear. Hang on. <coughs> yeah, we're back. James, I'm excited to be on this episode of Car Con Carne because... You and I go way back, and I count myself lucky enough to be involved in a lot of your entertainment endeavors of the past. <laughs> See, and I, I, I've done a lot of stuff, not not a lot of which has landed. So, 
But you keep trying, and <laughs> I love that I'm always invited to be part of it, whether it be Stun, your comic book podcast. Uh, do you remember Hog Butcher? I came across yes. I came across a file folder on my computer called Hog yes. Butcher. It was going to be your uh, Chicago-based zine that we we had a, a bunch of articles in the can and stuff. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want me to keep talking about this, sure. but I, I enjoy that you do all these different things. And I got to say, as soon as you announced Carcon Carne, I'm like, when am I going to be on it? I know I'm going to be on it. So and I started true. thinking about where are we going to go? And then little by little, you would go to all the barbecue places in my neighborhood. I'm like, well, I, he's he's using them up. Where are we going to go? And then I started making like a B-list. And what do I get? Burger King. I'm sorry. And I love it. No, thank you. I love it. <laughs> I, would, I knew I'd get to you eventually. I, I, had, to be I, had, right. no, I had no doubt. I was never worried. Uh, well, I, was, I would listen and be like, why do you have that guy and not me? Well, I mean, but when I, I started, the first year I had a co-host and we didn't yes. always have guests. Which I, I want to apologize to Mike Bratton because I feel like I stole his Wapirito thunder, thunder because he <laughs> he told you he was willing to come back to Chicago he for this. He was just saying that. He wouldn't and fly back it. for... He would, I took it away from him. He I'm sorry, Mike. He wouldn't fly back for a Wapirito. He would never do that. <laughs> and he's also really healthy. The dude bikes like 100 miles in, in a shot. Uh, I he's do. Not, I bike eight miles a day. Well, really? like five days a week see i got this fitbit now Ooh. check this out went for a walk today Thirteen thousand steps that's amazing counting. that's great it's not the norm but here's the thing okay. with the fitbit i thought just by wearing this i would lose weight i thought that's the idea you put a fitbit on you lose weight well it's like five pounds on your wrist so it makes you heavier right anyway now you got to exercise and stuff Ugh. i know it's stupid did, 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 did they tell you that before you buy it no i thought i just that, I thought it was understood people who wear fitbits and there are a lot of them yeah, there, there are there yeah. are and they're already fit so you know what? Screw them. So it's got, the bit part they got to work on. But yeah, I should like find a way to screenshot this thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand is great because what the the average is five thousand, but if you're trying to be healthy, it's ten thousand. So you right. you went far and above. So it was almost appropriate that I had a Waparito tonight. I have a step counter, which does not work on a bike. And when I say bike, I have an exercise bike that's half elliptical, half exercise bike. So I do this in my living room mm -hmm. watching TV. That's great. But it's not the same as actually biking outside. It does have levels, you know, and it resistance. And there's, it can go up to level 16 as far as its tension. And the most I've gone is eight. All right. One but, more quick comic question okay, before I let you, you go. You got it. The Netflix shows. Yes. I found myself getting bored to tears in season two of Daredevil to the point where I didn't finish it. Jessica Jones... I gave it two episodes. I was out. So far, the Marvel Netflix shows follow a very specific three-act arc where the hero has to try to do something, and they try to do it, and they fail. And the second arc, the second um, part of the story is them figuring out why and working up to it. And then the third part is them trying again mm -hmm. and succeeding. And uh, Jessica Jones is a show that I thought went downhill rapidly and did you at least read what happened did you like uh look at imdb reviews or something to find out what what happens on that yeah i mean i kind of i got the the gist jessica jones is a, is a show that she could have done what she eventually did and i'm keeping it spoiler free mm -hmm. four episodes in but doesn't and then it takes her eight more episodes to realize that's what i should have done mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it now and i thought that's a long way to go uh, Daredevil season two I liked because it was 
Daredevil season one, it was one story. You knew it was happening. Season two was shorter stories that added up to something. And while it was a completely different Elektra and a very different Punisher, I at least liked those aspects of, like, here's here's a story, here's a story. I thought the Punisher episodes were pretty good. I do, but I, I agree. But I also thought they resolved it what, what very quickly by the end of the third episode. They so. did, and I realized I was watching a lot of these episodes in a dark basement, and the screen was dark. Like, I found myself go- falling asleep watching because everything is so goddamn dark in the, in the I shows. I can't watch Mr. Robot on my exercise bike because it's such a dark show. And even though I'm working out in the early morning with the TV angled to me, mm-hmm. I can't see who's on the screen ever. I know what you mean about the darkness of Daredevil. Uh, I, I, I found myself, if I, if I was tired while watching the show, I would start to doze on the couch. Yep. Uh, I don't like the actor who plays Foggy Nelson on Daredevil, and I didn't care about Karen's story arc this time, and they, mm-hmm. that was a, a large portion of the season. However, I am looking forward to Luke Cage like nobody's business. I hope that's good. I it hope looks so great. I hope there's a trace of fun. Yeah, I think there will be. I think so. I think we're in for a treat with this one. You know, it's funny. I, I look at your run times for your podcast, Contest of Challengers, I think... Wow, they talk for a while. How do they do that? Because Carcon Carney is usually like 20 or 30 minutes. As we're recording this, before I even touch this with the magic of editing, we're at like 75 minutes. It's my so fault. I, <laughs> Sorry. It's you. It's it, all it you. is. It is. Actually, for, for uh, Contest of Challengers, it's Dow. And I'll be frequently like, you'll you'll hear me kind of tune out. I'm like, we're at an hour 10. That's good enough, man. Let's go. And like the, the episodes that go two and a half hours, I'm like, why are we doing this? Well, who is being punished here? But... Early on, when we were doing like 20 to 40 minute episodes, we would constantly hear, please make them longer. That's interesting. So and, you did. know, my advice to content creators, and I, I don't always follow this, but you know, the show, whatever you do, should, as long as you're having fun, let it go. And, and yeah, and you're in it. Yeah. The, the second you lose interest, that means the, the audience, audience will as well. Too, sure. Without a doubt. Uh, did you watch Stranger Things on Netflix? Uh, I got, I, just, I find myself. Not having enough time to watch TV. Understandable. You're a, you, you've got a career. You've got a family. I just have a career. Well, I watched the first episode. Okay. And I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, my, well, the point I was going to make with that is it's an eight-episode show, and some episodes are 42 minutes. Some mm-hmm. episodes are 58 minutes. It is Because it's Netflix, it can be whatever you want. And right. I was talking to someone today who was saying, why are the Marvel shows 13 episodes when you can clearly do it in less? Like, because Marvel wants 13 episodes. It's not, Netflix doesn't care what you right. do. And I use Stranger Things to say, look, there's 42 minutes, there's 58 minutes. You know, that's a, that's a 16 minute difference in an episode. Yeah, they're not trying to conform to a programming clock. Right. Just is what it is. All right, Patrick Brower, co owner of Challengers. We hit the address, uh, co host of Contest of Challengers, all around good guy, metal enthusiast. Hell yeah. Kiss fan. <laughs> that too. Uh, I'll report back on the show. I will be following your social media that night. There will be pictures. I hope so. There will be conversation. Not a lot of women. Doesn't have to be. No. Uh, But thank you so much for doing this. And yes, it was long overdue, and we'll do it again. James, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.